Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Well, hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, advanced sommelier, and... uh, Hopefully be a master here. Got that master theory exam coming up July 22nd. So I'll uh, wish me luck. Um, Busy reading flashcards, studying maps, tasting wine, drinking wine, drinking bourbon, drinking beer, uh, trying to alleviate the fear of the anxiety that takes that uh, accompanies this long journey, but uh, it's exciting. It's it's fun to learn again. Uh, I think sometimes in my lifetime, it's you know, I remember being sick of school because I aced everything, at least I thought I did, and uh, but it didn't really turn out that way. And um, running away from uh, the Seattle to the East Coast and hanging out with my college sweetheart who was in uh, graduate school, that wasn't any fun because she was reading eight hours a day and I was already done with school. But now here I am reading eight hours a day and uh, she's retired, so how about that? Uh, hey, folks, hope you're on a great June. It, uh, is it January? Is that what we call it? Because I know summer is just around the corner. July 5th will be here momentarily, and then we get to play in the ever-fading twilight that is called uh, post-summer uh, solstice. Uh, recently, I've been traveling. I was in Palm Desert getting some sun, playing some golf. Uh, went off to Boise for Savor, Idaho, and uh, that's a cute little event. It's uh, outdoors and beautiful sunshine. They've got out 50 wineries out there, breweries, distilleries, and some really cool restaurants. Boise has come a long way since I was with my college sweetheart, that same one. She lived in Boise. We used to go visit there, and um, it's grown up. It's got hotels and uh, convention center, some really cool restaurants, and they've got a little beer tour that you can drink beer on a giant bicycle van or something, pedal around town, and so I'm thinking they're pretty cool over there, pretty laid back. Uh, but uh, Idaho wine has come a long way, in my opinion. Uh, there were some really tasty, quality wines, and I enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, more recently, I was just in Walla Walla, you know, the place so nice, uh, for Celebrate. This was the fourth or fifth fifth annual event. Uh, it was Celebrate Cabernet Sauvignon, which is always fun because we get to taste wines from around the world. Also, some of our neighbors down south, like California, and uh, we had several Walla Walla winemakers on a panel. Um, Nico DeFlito, who was the winemaker for Frescobaldi in Tuscany. I got a chance to hang out with him for two days. That was fun. And we had some... Winemakers from Napa, Chimney Rock, and Cliff Lady. Um, cool event. And when you think about Walla Walla, there's an uh, ever-growing number of wineries and wine graduates from the Walla Walla Community College, or the Center of Enology and Viticulture, I think it's called now. And uh, I happen to have one of the young young people. They are young, aren't they? Every day. Uh, young people, it's Cody uh, Jeanette, who is the new winemaker for Forgeron Cellars. Let's get him on the show. Hey, Cody, welcome to Happy Hour. Yeah, I know. Um, thanks for having me. My pleasure. All right, let's talk about you, uh, young man. Um, you grew up where? I grew up in central Washington, in Royal City, Washington. Ah, yeah. Royal City Kitty, right? Yeah. I mean, didn't, so can we say that Charles Smith made it famous? <laughs> yeah, some, <laughs> somewhat, as I've now come to know Right. Uh, so what were you planting? What were you growing? What were you farming? Yeah. So I grew up on a farming family and we uh, we had alfalfa and timothy. 
So the grasses. Oh, Timothy's yeah. grass. What do you do with mm-hmm. that? Uh, so it's it's mostly used as a filler for uh, cattle. So oh. kind of the same way you would use straw. I was going to say for Taco Bell burritos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So grasses and some apples. Wow. So, so is farming grass really hard? I mean, <laughs> I guess that means something different today, doesn't it? Yeah. Hydroponics, no. man. No. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a process. I mean, we were, we're small... A small farming family of about seventeen hundred acres, so it uh, it definitely keeps you going with uh, the fun tractor driving of twenty two hours a day. Wow, it's, uh, definitely nice to be on the other side. of So things. no robotics for that yet, right? No, you don't have no. uh, that little sweeper thing is going to go through the. No, nope, we've still got to drive the darn tractor around everywhere to get everything. Finished. How many gears in a tractor? Well, that one, I mean, we've upgraded finally, so you get to uh, just put everything in a drive and go for it. So, Oh, it, really? Yeah. It's an overdrive, right? Yeah, exactly. Does it have a reverse? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it works most of, the, most of the time. Did you have a name for your tractor? No, I actually did not name my tractor. Just John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did you go to Central Washington University, or were you no. homeschooled? Yeah, no. I... Uh, after high school, I went straight down to Walla Walla Community College. So, wow. Yeah. So, okay, so let's cut to the chase. Uh, you were drinking beer in Central Washington, <laughs> but how, what got you into wine? What was that about? It was kind of started off when I went on a trip over to Europe. and Always starts uh, that way, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a beautiful educational tour. So we were roaming around and... Uh, went off to Greece and actually had my first experience with wine and well yeah okay and, so you started with the really hard stuff yeah right? Certico, Zinomavro, Eorgitico yeah and it was a, just one of their nice little get-togethers and the whole ambiance of the room with the wine just really came full circle and it was really just a amazing time I guess we all remember our first buzz don't we yeah <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I do. Of course, mine was a little, probably a little earlier than that. Um, well, so fun. So was this a uh, tour with the community college? Or? No. So this was a separate tour from our high school that we got together. And um, I can't remember. It was a EF tour company. And so it was on the educational side where we would tour around for 12 hours every day on buses. And we went through Italy and Greece and then ended up going through a cruise through the Greek Isles. Oh, wow. So it was a tough time. Well, that's it's like a great graduation <laughs> cruise pretty yeah, much, just yeah, like no, we did definitely. in high school. Uh, so you landed in Walla Walla. After that, you found a love for wine, and you said you wanted to get into the program right away. Yeah, yeah. I uh, jumped right in with an application to the community college, and prior to going to Europe, I actually went toward the facility in Walla Walla, and they showed me around everywhere. and Showed you was, what you'd be cleaning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it uh, it really became one of those things that, I just couldn't it was just so beautiful seeing all of the tanks and seeing the the chemistry aspect of winemaking interested me so much and I just jumped right into it. I'm a big proponent of better living through chemistry. Yeah. So. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, did you uh enroll in the fall of 2011? Mhm. Yeah, so I started I enrolled in the fall and started the program at 18 years old. All right. So that was a very interesting vintage, the coldest one in a long time here yeah. in Washington State. Did you get to touch grapes then? Yes, I did. I uh, started actually working for Fordron that fall uh, during pretty much the center of midterms. So it, it kept, Perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. It kept me busy. 
Was a lot of was a lot of homework paperwork because um, I mean, you think about winemaking's hands on, and then you send stuff to a lab, and they do all the hard stuff. Yeah, the aspect of Fordron, which was nice, is we are very small, so it's sixty five hundred case production, and so everything that we do there is done there, and it uh, keeps everything intact and keeps you going around and keeps everything moving i mean you're, yeah, you're not, not just doing anybody. one job you're doing all of the jobs oh well that's good and and because that's really the immersion in winemaking right and trying to uh produce sell clean you're sitting on two vintages and you got to worry about you know changing fermenters and logistics and all that so it's uh it's a lot more involved would you think yeah yeah no definitely and uh kind of even going to where i am now it's i started with uh cleaning everything and now i'm still cleaning everything but now i can ask somebody to assist me to clean it so it, <laughs> it works out great well i think that's important uh you know as a, as a restaurant professional yeah i started as a as a dishwasher very lowly position but uh, the most important in any restaurant as far as if you're a general manager you want you want your he's the most important person or person or woman um so yeah you, you got to do everything and then get your fingers wet and your feet wet your toes wet or is it stained you might say here yeah exactly i know the creases of my fingers still hold some grapes i feel like throughout the year that's right so <laughs> dna testing years from now yeah exactly <laughs> You'll find something. yeah which is more difficult making red wine or white wine uh probably white wine white wine yeah. can be the most temperamental at times and uh especially some of the whites that i produce here it can get a bit bit difficult um, sure especially like the viognier it's can it can get to be a, really have to find the nice middle ground for it so uh let's talk about the class of your graduation class 2015 uh, there's some luminaries in there has somebody become the next who yeah so or is it you you are the new who <laughs> um yeah so i would have been in the class of 20 uh, graduating class at least and my program was 2013 oh. um myself i graduated in 2015 because of all of the prerequisites that i had to get finished to get done with everything um, I took a few of the falls off so I could work at the winery sure. and actually have really great hands-on experience. Um, but the people who came out of my college were Jason Fox from Lagana. Lagana, yeah, saw and, Jason. And um, Adam Tolliver, who currently works at uh, Corliss. Okay. And I'm trying to think of anybody else that... Well, I'm sure. How big yeah. was the class? What are we talking? Fifteen people, twenty yeah, people? Yeah, we were really one of the smaller ones. I think we were right around that fifteen fifteen people mark. It was uh, very small, and we kind of dwindled down from about thirty two people to fifteen that year or that class. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And because it's you're far away, and some people think they can you know travel or commute or whatever, and and then still it's a small town, so you need some jobs to to maintain that. And you obviously were working a harvest intern, and and were you getting paid at, at some point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that worked out the best, especially throughout the harvest internships that the college would get you out there. I mean, any everybody around Walla Walla really gets it interns in there and paid internships right on and uh let's talk about the cost of the the tuition there i'm curious because as i look at my i mean i'm thinking of i was just back there and like you know what there weren't any homeless tents <laughs> there weren't any syringes i'm sure there are some of course but seattle was like you know what the wall wall could be really definitely placed so nice so nice yeah yeah no, what's definitely. tuition it was i th think i was paying 2000 for 27 credits or something like and that. Is it a 3 year program? Yeah, it's a 2 year program. 2 year program. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they um they've gotten it a little bit more balanced out now doing classes full out throughout the year. 
where I was taking classes in only three semesters. Right. Or three quarters. Well, yeah. Um, and a great program. I think Sabrina Luke and uh, Tim Donahue are uh, really outstanding educators, very fun, very um, nice people, and very passionate about what they do. And it's great to see uh, uh, just the the, uh, the maturation and matriculation of people and, and to know that guys like Bill von Metzger who was at Walla Walla Vintners for the last 10 years is has been a graduate and uh, you, you've got some great names and they're one of the preeminent uh, um, schools in North America now so it's very proud to to be uh, what was the mascot though I don't remember seeing the mascot uh, the Warriors. Warriors yeah come out and play okay yeah. so fun yeah. uh, speaking with Cody Jeanette who is now the head winemaker. The head winemaker. Was it the le cuvée de te, la tête de cuvée? No. What do, you, <laughs> do you speak French? No, I don't. Actually. Well, no is a French word, actually. That's, yeah. So you just a little. So I got, bit. I got a little bit. Okay. I got it just a touch. Um, let's talk about Forgeron. Uh, when was that started? Yeah. So Forgeron Cellars was started in 2001. Uh, actually, a kind of fun date being June 1st of 2001. It was fully licensed. Uh, started. The former winemaker was French. And that's where the Forgeron name comes from. It's French for blacksmith. And the site that it actually started, or where the winery is located, used to be a turn-of-the-century blacksmith shop. Right. Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, so they even found, I mean, they found horseshoes covered around that place, and they started picking them up, and then... Asked everybody to put them back to keep the luck still in the ground. Yeah, so. oh, keep the luck. How about that? Yeah. Uh, What's well, interesting, because you think about um, some of the, perhaps that's kind of the original uh, biodynamic. <laughs> Those iron horseshoes were drawing some magnetic force into yeah, directing it. Exactly, and it's uh, it just keeps going forward from then then on. Does Forgeron own vineyards? Uh, actually, we uh, we just started an estate vineyard. It's uh, called Equinox. Okay. Was it planted in... It was planted in 2015. It's uh, just our kind of me starting up on the vineyard aspect as well as the winemaking aspect. Do you so... own the water rights? Do you know? No. We... Uh, <laughs> or do you we're... have to ask Norm for... <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey, Norm! <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just ma- we're managing over it to call our, have an estate vineyard and really show my qualities from the start to the finish how about that congratulations yeah. you sound like you're you're very happy there considering you've uh matriculated in some sense and yeah no and i'm super excited it's just an amazing experience well i'm excited uh, to have you here it's uh cody uh Je- Jeanette, who is the head winemaker for forger on sellers in walla walla we have some wine to taste so stick around we'll be right back here on happy hour radio Putting America first and holding the powerful accountable. Sean Hannity, weekdays 6 to 9 p.m. Talk Radio 570, KVI. You're in the know with KVI Want to Know Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, hope you're having a great Saturday night. Uh, I'm going to have a great Saturday night. I've got five bottles of wine and uh, a nice young man, uh, Cody Jeanette, who's the head winemaker for Forgeron Cellars in Walla Walla. We're talking about his matriculation through the Viticultural Neonology Center at Walla Walla Community College. And uh, talking about graduating, a little small class. Um, and I want to talk about philosophy. What what would you say is the philosoph- winemaking philosophy at Walla Walla Viticultural Neonology Center? Yeah, so they're definitely going towards the fresh side and the bright side, um, keeping an emphasis. They were wanting to keep an emphasis on all of the uh, like pH and alcohol and um, especially sugars of when we got everything picked. 
it was kind of a different way because they have so many things available that they can work with and it's uh really changes the aspect of things once you get to I'm a, curious what are so many things are you talking about additives are you talking no, no. about so uh, tools they have so many tools for the size of the winery that they have that like their optical sorter which you're not going to see at a 15 right. case production facility um two three different two different three different sets of presses uh basket press uh bladder or two different sets of bladder presses where nobody's going to have that at that size right um, the capacity for how much barrel storage that they have and what barrels they're able to use. Um, their tanks are a little bit smaller for what they can do, but they um, they have a lot of backing for what they're doing there, and it helps all of the graduates really understand from a high-end aspect of what they really have in front of them. I see. So they get to uh, learn to respect the, the tools, the accessories, the amenities of the, the college. <laughs> yeah. They'll go off on their own and go, oh, where's well, my why other? Don't you, why don't you have that, that big optical sorter? Why don't you have this equipment? Well, because it costs a bit of money. <laughs> it sure does. Um, well, let's go back a second. And, and when you were tasting wine, because that's part of the curriculum there, is really to taste wine and, and wine that they've made, but also wines from around the world, I imagine, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, they brought in wines from everywhere, and it was uh it was quite an experience once i was able to actually taste them did you taste any greece wines greek greek uh, wines i can't remember any off the top of my head <laughs> i know is I that sh- because you were swallowing well actually no i mean we had to it was uh one of those things I, it was a hardship at the start is i couldn't even sip any of the wine and you were 17 much even yeah and i couldn't even smell any of it they would put glasses in front of you and they empty would be glasses? left empty yeah, well that's yeah. supposed to have a great perfume anyway. Yeah, exactly. Or they would uh, they would pour the glass in front of you and then forget that <laughs> I can't taste it, and so they would make me move different seats. So, okay. Yeah, and so the first six months were really difficult, but uh, Tim actually <laughs> Are you salivating or something. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Come on, give Tim, me some. Tim actually um, went to the dean and talked to him about trying to start a sip and spit rule for anybody under twenty one, and it was costly in the way of I had to go buy three rules to be able to sip and spit. And it was uh, the first rule, obviously, to sip and spit. And if I tasted any of the wine, it would have been an automatic expulsion from the program. You could swallow. Yes, right. exactly. you are tasting as yeah. you sip, but you're yeah. spitting. And then uh, I'd have somebody drive me to and from the school every tasting that we were doing. And I had to accept a breathalyzer at any point in time. Okay. Yeah. All so, right. I mean, three three pretty easy rules to follow. Breathalyzer is kind of interesting because obviously sublingually you can get alcohol. Yeah. And, uh, you know, besides the cop, I smell alcohol in your breath. Well. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't. I was definitely only like spitting. spitting. Right. Yeah. yeah. You did you bring the? Uh, isn't there a proclamation or a, a a rule or regulation for the Washington State Code now because y- of you? Yeah. Well, I don't want to say just because of me, but because of the other. Uh, students that it's not were called there. the Cody rule then. No, no. They uh but once Washington State had actually looked upon what the community college was doing, the legislature actually grabbed it and was like, We can we need to get this passed throughout Washington to really show these young students are not we're not just here to mess around. We wanna Right. We wanna show what we can do. There's Yakima, well. there's South Seattle, there's Washington State, there's yeah. Central, there's Walla Walla, of course. So it's it's a statewide deal. Now I wonder if they'll do that same thing with cannabis. And, and you know, you can puff it, but you can't inhale like Clinton. Huh. 
<laughs> yeah, that would be a whole other different aspect, I feel like, too. You got to learn, yeah. right? You know, if you're going to be a blender or whatever, um, I don't know. It's not to worry about that. Let's talk about some wine here. Uh, you talk about philosophy at the Walla Walla Community College and, and having a being clean and, and understanding all of the uh, the saline aspects, the pH, the sugars, the alcohol, the tartrates, the, the tannins, etc. What did uh, Marie-Eve share with you? What did, were you inspired by or what did you learn from spending some time, what, six years, six vintages, right? Yeah, yeah, it was... Um yeah, seven vintages. And uh, really what I learned from her side is, um, I mean, I know how to make great Chardonnay now. And ah. it uh, it keeps me on my toes most of the days because of all the vineyards we work with and all, right, all, right. Um, all the fruit we sourced. Uh, the other aspect I think I really took from her is just the producing the wines and which yeast we were using and what kind of fermentation style we were doing. And what I kind of did is um, improved on that aspect from this last year, kind of tweaked things into the way that I thought would improve the wines m- much more than what we were currently doing. Okay. So, so uh, uh, let's talk about the first wine. I have a Viognier here. This is 2018 vintage. Yeah, so it's uh, 100% Viognier from Francesca's Vineyard in Walla Walla. It's uh, mm, That smells great. Yeah, all 100% Peach. or five months stainless steel, one month in barrel. And... Neutral barrel, mm-hmm. just to finish it. So a little, you don't go through malolactic because mm-hmm. it doesn't have any acid to, to worry about. No. You just want a little softening of the edges to texture. Yeah, just wanted to kind of get a little bit of weight into it, but still keep the nice freshness and acidity to the wine. And so I hit that nice little middle ground of Viognier. Wow. Well, that's my first sip. And I say, I always tell people in tasting wine, take two sips. My first sip of the day, honest, uh-huh. <laughs> of the evening. Even though it's Saturday night, you know, I should get primed. I should have a little ritual, like a workout routine. Yeah, exactly. Gurgle, gargle. Start up in the morning and get going. Yeah, I tried that. You have to take a nap. Uh-huh. Um, all right, so these temperatures are really room temp, yeah. which I think is uh, very bold because um, as a seasoned professional such as myself, we can, de- we can detect flaws when we don't have any chill. And uh, I don't see any here. I don't taste any here. And the aromatic profile is beautiful. Like I was saying, it's peach, it's, uh, it's honeysuckle, it's very floral, a little lychee in there. Um, did you have to add a little acidity here? Mm-mm. No, this that is, is natural acid. Yeah, natural really? acid. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. I'm just blown away because we never get that in Condru. It's maybe that's just more the oxidative character there from Viognier. Yeah. It. Um. I was really trying to make sure not to do too low of. Um. I mean, Viognier can get very acidic and really take over the wine and very fruity. It can get acidic. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can create a a certain nature to it on some ends where if you pick it too early it can really create something you You don't malic right it's malic acidity when you pick early being it and uh yeah yeah i would say most of the malic especially yeah it's brighter which is a bright apple acid yeah yeah and then um the other aspect of it is being especially if you put it on oak for too long it creates this oily aspect to it that is also not um Sometimes, well, at least what I wanted, I wanted to be that nice in between to right. show enough weight, texture, and but, freshness. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, very good. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> I know some some slogans or some uh, sales mottos here. Uh, delicious. The alcohol is nice and balanced. This is what fourteen two, fourteen four. Yeah, actually, it's thirteen seven. Thirteen seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sure, got that. Um, that that's tasty. Congratulations, and that's a what 190 cases. So that's uh, basically eight barrels. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, the yeah, eight barrels. Boom, shaka I know. How about that? Gosh, like doing a, math faster than I can. Well, yeah, it's, I'm good at that. <laughs> uh, all right, next wine. Um, we'll go ahead and tease all the wines you have here. So we have the 2018 Forgeron Viognier. You've got the 2015 Chardonnay. Where, what's the appellation or the sub-appellation here? Yeah, so if we kind of go through the lineup here, we've got the 2018 Viognier, and then the second Chardonnay is our otherworldly unoak Chardonnay. So it's a 100% stainless steel. And it's a Crawford Vineyard from Yakima Valley and Winebow Vineyard from Waluke Slope. Crawford's in Yakima. I always thought mm-hmm. it was like in Horse Heaven. But no. It's, yeah. Yeah. So a beautiful tucked away spot. Uh, actually kind of odd growing region that they do there or growing trellis system that <laughs> they do. Odd growing region? Yakima, yeah. you mean in no, general? No, no. <laughs> um, Crawford Vineyard itself, they uh, actually... All of their trellis grapes are in a Geneva double curtain. Oh, up and down. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. uh, It's pretty intense especially when i walk through and the the grapes are taller than my shoulders so mm-hmm. it's uh it's pretty intense going through there well do they, they must have to have a different uh ethnicity harvesting because as far as i know so yeah there's a height con- it, it is uh it can be difficult i feel like it would be really straining on your arms to be picking fruit that high but yeah they um it's never fun it's either back breaking or neck breaking yeah right? exactly exactly so you got two reds yeah and then uh yeah, so we've got the 2015 Chardonnay, which you had kind of talked about, is uh, Columbia Valley, but it's from five different vineyards. It's uh, Celilo and... And the Reds? Oh, and the Reds, yeah. So it's uh, Imaginarium Red is a uh, red blend, 65 Merlot, 15 Syrah, 15 Grenache, uh, 5 Malbec. And so little... Wait, that's the Imaginarium? Yep. All right. And then the last one? Yeah, is our 2015 Walla Walla Cab. Okay. So it's Minikills, Birch Creek, and Seven Hills. All right. I just want to just tease them. I know. Just to tease them. Sorry. So, all right. So we have an Unoak Shard. We have the 2015 Shard. We have the Imaginarium. I kind of want to make a red called Picture, if you will. <laughs> a Sterling. Rod, Rod Sterling? Or Sterling. Is it was Sterling or Sterling? I forget. Rod Sterling. Yeah, Sterling? Huh. Anyway, that's yeah. probably you don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, don't. Probably. It'd be in black and white, and you'd have. No oh interest. yeah, see, that's that's far too the twilight. Far too far away from. <laughs> Instead, we've got Happy Hour Radio. Hey, folks, at Cody Jeanette, we're going to try, uh, try some wines from Forgeron Cellars coming up next on uh, Round Three on Happy Hour Radio. Stick around. Be right back. Start your day the right way. The Commute with Carlson, live and local, weekdays 6 to 9 a.m., Talk Radio 570 KVI. Now more KVI Want to Know Weekends. Back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, welcome back. Time for round three, and I've got uh, more than three glasses of wine in front of me. I have five and one cool young man, Cody Jeanette. Head winemaker for Forgeron Cellars in Walla Walla, and we just uh, celebrated Walla Walla, the uh, the world of Cabernet Sauvignon last weekend, or two weekends now. It's all blending in. This is what summer does, and especially when you're having so much fun. Uh, we just tasted a 2018 Viognier, which you said was a single vineyard, I believe? Yes, single vineyard. Yeah, well yeah. done. Nice and fresh. Still had some texture. Uh, great or aromatics, which I think are really important for Viognier, especially trying to differentiate ourselves from either California, meaning less oak, and uh, uh, the Rhone, Northern Rhone, with um, lots of uh, texture and oxidative style. Uh, the next wine is part of a new series you've produced, right? You have some really pretty labels. Tell me about this. Yeah, so it's our Artist Series wines. It's um, really connecting art and wine back together. It's a artist from New York. Uh, she actually grew up in Belarus. 
but it's uh, Julia Yubaba. And each one of the art installments or art labels really connects with the wine on a whole different level and puts them together so beautifully. Interesting. I like what you did with this wine. Did you make this? Yes. Okay. So it's stainless steel. There's no oak, but you did do it through mallow. Uh, barely. I went about maybe 20%. It's been sitting just in, it was in the same tanks with its lees. I see. So that's what you're tasting. Okay. I didn't give it a chance. I'm not, you didn't do badinage though. Did you? Uh, I started a bit. A little bit, yeah. but it's not creamy-esque, but it did, it's interesting how it, that um, just resting on the leaves or surly instead of batonnage mm-hmm. just sort of gives you that uh, that sheen. It kind of just coats it like the wax on an apple, which, you know, it, um, it's not bruised. That's tasty. I'm surprised. And I like the temperature. I My challenge is if you get that a little colder, you're going to lose some of the the subtle expression of the Chardonnay grape here. Because Chardonnay is really a chameleon, right? You can do it lots of ways, heavy oak, light oak, stainless, etc. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is really putting the pressure on myself because there's nothing I can hide. I can't hide it behind anything, and it really shows how beautiful Chardonnay can be. Is that a uh, Burgundy yeast? It's... Now you got me on a whole different level. It is very nice. Yeah, it was... uh, it was, oh. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Next wine is the 2015 Chardonnay. So I'm I'm curious to taste this because this is Marie Eve's uh, version, mm-hmm. and you said it was from Crawford Vineyard? Yeah, so this is uh, five different vineyards. So Celilo and Underwood from the Columbia Gorge. It's uh, Winebow from the Walluke Slope, Crawford from Yakima Valley, and Birch Creek from Walla Walla. So it's uh, a little obviously very different from the previous one. It's um, 33% new oak. And then the rest being neutral oak, but 100% barrel-aged, barrel-fermented on the lees and stirred. Interesting. Um, it's somewhat of an herbaceous... Uh, it, it reminds me of fresh fruit on the vine, if you will. This has got some herbaceous, and I think that's related to some of the oak characteristic. I got a little coconut, some toasted vanilla, and a little bit of spice. Is it French and Hungarian or just French? It's just French. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just um, it's our... Cooperages that we've worked with since the start, and it's uh, still yes, still okay. Yeah, no, I love them. I love all of them. They, they every single one of the wines is, just fits them. Interesting. Perfectly. So the acidity here is a little brighter. Mm-hmm. It's um, a little more uh, austere, but you get the texture from the barrel. You get some of that spice, that warmth through it. What's the alcohol here? Fourteen uh, one. Fourteen one. So it is a little warmer. Yes. Um, well done. Yeah. Tasty. Yeah. I think you know of. And I have to be honest, Washington does not do great Chardonnay. We haven't yet, but this is good. This well, is you. this is good. And uh, again, I think the temperature is important because um, just to, to make sure that we get the acidity in it, we want that. But any colder, you that's all you taste is acidity, and then it's like cold lemonade. Doesn't taste like lemonade. Yeah, no, you just you hide everything. It just coats everything in a cold little blanket. And right, which is cool if it's rosé and you know, it's like yeah. hot out. Which and I don't mind that at all. Um, uh, well done. What are some of the price points for these wines? Yeah, so the Viognier is twenty five. The actually all three of the whites are twenty five. Cool, tasty. Yeah. All right. Um, Imaginarium. Yes. Is that trademarked? Uh, it yes. Better be. Yes. <laughs> I can imagine somebody getting that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Throwing so out trick questions. You here. were uh, well, really. You're the head winemaker. Oh, I sorry, not the head marketer. Yes. Okay. Exactly. You're, but you're the new pretty face. Yes, I'm the brains to the putting oh, that beautiful. I wine thought you're the, the brawn. Home. 
that better too. No, they get to hire somebody for that. Yeah. Um, this is a blend. You said five or six grapes. Is it Bordeaux blend? Or did yeah. I hear some Syrah in there? Yeah. So it's a uh, sixty-five Merlot, fifteen Syrah, fifteen Grenache, five Malbec. Um, we can, you know, I think we've really established something here. Washington is known for Merlot, world-class Riesling, and now great blends with Syrah. Yes, exactly. that's okay. I think you know it's all right. It's um, it's a recognizance. This is kind of our an identity. And yeah. it works. Syrah is a great friend for a lot of things, like that little extra, you know, oomph, takes it to 11 or something. Yeah, no, definitely. And this is uh, really coming out of some of the best vineyards that I pull from, um, mainly mm. Minnick Hills and then Boucher Vineyard. So it's uh, really just what turned from I had extra barrels sitting around that were going to go into the Premier blends, but I felt like they didn't fit very well by themselves. But when I put them together, they made this beautiful wine. That is really tasty, yeah. actually. I mean, not actually, but to be honest. And I am honest. And I, you know, if I don't like it, we won't talk about it. But yeah. I'm going to talk about this one because I do like it. This is really, it's not savory. It's got just this delicious dark complexity of fruit or f- complexity of dark fruit. Um, it's well-rounded. It's great texture. And no oak chips, right? Mm-mm. No, no oak this? staves? Nope. Just on the barrels, their original. That's a good toast barrels. So keep those guys. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I know. Um, yummy, and this is twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. That's a great bottle of wine. Yeah, the label's cool too. Do these labels with the um, the fanciful ladies? It looks part anime, part uh, mural graffiti. Yeah, they're all done on. Usually, all of them are brick walled, uh, where they were painted on. Uh, the Imaginarium comes out of Chicago, and the Otherworldly was from, or got it backwards, Imaginarium from Boston, Otherworldly from Chicago. All right. Now, how how did you, how did the Forgeron find these this artist and determine that these are the labels and we can afford them or whatever? Yeah, so our managing partner uh, always loved um, the name Pink Rabbits, and that's the one wine I don't have for you today. It was our Pink Rabbits Rosé of Syrah. He wanted to always make a rosé with that name on it uh, because he always enjoyed the... It's actually come from a song from the National called Pink Rabbits. And one of the famous lines in there is, um, am I the one you think about when you're sitting sitting in your fainting chair drinking pink rabbits? And uh, he researched it up on Google. fainting chair, huh? Yeah. uh, Sounds a luminous. Researched it up of just trying to find some art that would fit on a label and came across Julia's art. And once we asked her about the first one, the other two came right along as well. Pretty neat. Yeah. Um, it's flashy. It's colorful. Uh, it's, they're cute. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And she, uh, she did actually a mural in our Woodenville tasting room. Uh, it's actually called the secret woods, the secret woods, there's a secret knock to get into the secret woods tasting room. Yeah. All right. right. Last wine here is a 2015 Mm -hmm. Cabernet Sauvignon from Wall Wall Valley. Yeah. It's a Minnick Hills. So on the far North of the Wall Wall Valley, Birch Creek on the South side of the town of Wall Walla and then seven Hills actually in the Oregon side of Wall Wall Valley. Wow. Um, how many Cabernet Sauvignons did you make? Have you helped? Vint. It's uh, press. four. Four different. At least um, wine-wise. you mean? Yes. Uh, in lot-wise, I think we were at eight at one point. Okay. Yeah. Um, well done. This, is, again, has a nice smooth character. It's uh, The tannin here is, is very um, soft. 
Uh, it has some good structure, uh, meaning that it's moderate plus acidity, but just barely. Um, this is a savory wine, but it's still, again, in this this line of, of being just, uh, there's a yum factor here. I'm I'm pretty impressed. This is Thank not you. a powerful Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. Would no, you agree? It's, it's definitely trying to uh, show to the public that Cab- Cabernet can be very, just very elegant and very easy, easy to easy to taste not yeah, trying to that's, overburden your that's yummy your palate did you go to celebrate yes i did the uh, vintage pour was great i mean 01 02 04 07 11 unbelievable that the the staying power of washington wines of longevity is is really impressive yeah it uh actually excited me to see so much i mean there was actual there was acid in all of the wines still and well, that's it, one of the markers you need right yeah and, and it it Kept the wines together, and every single one of them was so beautiful that I was able to taste. Website? Our website? Yeah. Yeah, fordrawncellars.com. And you have a big party coming up July 21st? Yeah, we have our... Whoa, that was picnic. our picnic. Picnic dinner. Yeah. Picnic in Patonk. Yes. Fantastic. And our Woodenville tasting room. Yeah. It's at both of them. Uh, just the Woodenville tasting room. Okay, great. Yeah. So that's close. Kind of our like anniversary party. Forgeronsellers.com. Yes. Cody Jeanette, winemaker, head winemaker. Congratulations, yeah. and uh, thank you for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Yeah, no, thank you. All thank right, you folks. Hey, stick around. Just got some thoughts coming up on our final segment uh, right here on 570 KVI. Tune it in and turn it up. Cruise home with Kirby. The Kirby Wilbur Show. Live and local. Weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. And you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle Sommelier, Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, welcome back to our fourth and final segment. I hope you enjoyed a chat with a young man, Cody Jeanette from Forgeron Sellers. Uh, they're coming up on their 20th anniversary here in another vintage or two, um, and his wines are, are really well done. Uh, I'm excited for him, and it's good to see the new energy. I know that uh, Marie Eve has gone on to, uh, well, not too far. She, there's a brand new winery, I think it's called Valdemar Estates, and uh, Marie Eve is uh, now the winemaker over there, and I think it's pretty exciting because they have uh, that family has roots in Rioja, and I got a chance to taste... Um, I think it was a 2011 Rioja Reserva out of Magnum at Celebrate uh, Walla Walla, and it was fantastically delicious. Um, there were some master sommeliers there. Of course, uh, masters of wine were present. And uh, speaking of masters of wine, the uh, International the Institute of Masters of Wine just released some of the questions that they posed at the recent exam. Actually, it was September 19th and uh, September last year. So they, they put them out like six, seven months later. Just so it, uh, you know, it's, it gives everyone a chance to see, to be transparent and see what they, they were tested on. And, of course, uh, uh, oh, Nicholas Quill and uh, um, uh, uh, Billo um, Narvain both passed here. They're both masters of wa- uh, wine here in Washington State. So here are some of the questions. Uh, so you get a test. There's 12 wines in front of you. It says um, wines one through four are from two different countries. They may be blends or single varieties, but one variety is common to all. With reference to all four wines, A, identify the common grape variety, 20 points. Then for each wine, identify the origin as closely as possible. And then C, comment on quality and style with reference to winemaking. 
So quite interesting. It could be like Syrah, right? So you could have uh, Washington and uh, perhaps a Cote d'Iron blend, which had some Syrah in it. So it could be single variety, 100% and or not. Uh, Question number two. Wines 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 are paired by country. Each pair is from a different country. So you have three, three pairs of wines, three countries. Identify the origin and grape variety as closely as possible. Well, of course. I mean, I don't see why they say that. <laughs> Keep you encouragement. Uh, and what are the key winemaking techniques used in the wines production? So we think about winemaking techniques. Uh, we're talking about perhaps cold soak, some maceration, generate color, or perhaps a quick press with using rosé. That could be, you know, just a, a quick little saunier rosé, bleeding some off the top, or um, could have barrel fermentation, could be uh, uh, élevage ambarique with uh, new barrel notes and or um, used barrel or unseasoned neutral barrels and or stainless steel. So this is some of the winemaking techniques. Of course, they could have been um, uh, reverse osmosis, take some alcohol away, things like that. But those are tricks no one ever talks about. Down here, let's see. Oh, well, here we go. Let's talk about the wines. So remember the question, um, wines one through four are from two different countries. And uh, here are the wines. So uh, wine one was Sancerre. Wine two, Sauvignon Blanc Reserve from uh, Villa Maria, New Zealand. And then, of course, Chateau La Louvière is a Bordeaux blend from uh, a white Bordeaux uh, from Pessac Leonian and Bordeaux. And finally, the Sauvignon Blanc. So we had New Zealand and uh, France as far as the two countries, and the grape was uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Wines five and six. Ah, so wines five and six was Rioja Blanco from uh, Spain, and then Albarino from Spain. So Rio Spicious. So you've got uh, two white wines. So Rioja Blanco, I believe. Um, that could be Vera and or hmm, better study up that. Uh, six and seven, oh, sorry, seven and eight are uh, Grio from the island, uh, the Ilo della Firma from Italy. That's one of the grapes that grows goes into Marsala. And then we have Moscato d'Asti, also from Italy, uh, from the Piedmont province. And uh, Moscato d'Asti, remember, is the uh, sweet Muscat wine, Muscat de Petit Blanc, uh, Petit Grands, and they produce a Lightly fizzy Sauvignon Blanc, Moscato d'Asti. Uh, otherwise, it's Asti Spumanti, which is just like the bubbles you get in a champagne bottle. Six atmospheres. Wine 9 and 10. Riesling from Clare Valley, Australia. And then Chardonnay from Adelaide Hills in, in Australia. So all white wines. That's that's always difficult because white wines show, them, show lots of different facets and uh, very interesting. So uh, question number one. Mm, we did that. Any other questions here? Tasting rosé, sparkling fortified sweet wines. Anyway, it's all on drinksbusiness.com. You can check it out if you really want to uh, see what it takes to be a master of wine, and it does take a lot. There are like three different testing um, examinations, and of course the big test is a three-day event, I believe. And so each year you have to be tested and, and make sure that you're uh, graduating, progressing at the right rate. And, uh, well, hopefully I progress. It's coming up. It's July 22nd. I'll be in Dallas for the Master Sommelier Theory Exam. It's 50 minutes. You sit down in front of uh, two Master Sommeliers and a moderator, and they ask you questions about the world of spirits, beer, wine, sake, cigars, coffee, tea, And me, how about that? Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers!